0: That was such a good episode. Oh my God. (laughs) I, yes. Yes. Listen, we never, I'm telling you, we never plan these things, but we just record our organic Uh, conversations. And honestly, this was halfway through our conversation. We'd be like, no. And I was like, wait, Record. (laughs) But today, um, as you guys can see, the title of this episode is The Roller Coaster is Part of the Plan. We talked a lot about what manifesting meant to us as children and then what happened when everything that we manifested came to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, Shaw and I have pretty different experiences with that. But we touch on um, just the process and, and how we kind of got to where we are um, and what we have to do to keep the energy moving. Going, yep. moving forward, and what
1: happens when God blows our minds? What happens when, when He God goes beyond?
0: Blows beyond blows your mind. There are some amazing nuggets. So if you're in, you know, that spot where you're kind of confused between like what you're passionate about, what your purpose is, and what God is telling you to do, like this episode is for you. Grab a pen, grab a notepad, grab a mimosa too, girl, because or two or three or two or three. Um, but no, this was. I needed this conversation. I felt like this was for me and my spirit. Same. So thank you, love. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> One day I'm going to say that and not laugh. No, you It's just so much fun. It it's is. so much fun to say. Happy Mother's Day, guys. Happy
1: Mother's Day.
0: So today we're going to get right into it. Yeah. And we're going to talk about manifesting. And specifically, when everything that you manifested happens and,
1: and you, you don't know where ready. to go
0: next. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> everything you prayed for is right in front of you and you don't know what to do with nah, it.
0: Nah, nah. Yeah. So um, before we even like dive super deep into the conversation what does like everyone is talking about manifesting my dreams manifesting my spouse manifesting you know these amazing things that i want to happen in my life and i don't remember ever hearing that term like mm-hmm. when i was
1: younger so when i was younger my grandmother called it writing the vision and making it plain like that's from the bible Ooh, mm-hmm. like that. and so she wrote down everything like there were always these little journals of her thoughts um And although my grandmother didn't have education beyond the third grade, she could write, like Mm -hmm. she could read and write. Um, So she had journals all over the place. And so I did the same, like I still have my journals um, in my closet, but I wrote down everything. So um, like any of my dreams, my goals, you know, what I wrote in my yearbook was exactly what I wanted for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But I write down everything, like. I, I'm full of, you know, full of lists and little stickies and um, goals and aspirations. So I think, you know, manifesting isn't a new thing. Mm-hmm. We were just calling it something different. Um, yeah. But I don't have weird.
0: that experience. No. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I, I definitely had dreams, but they weren't. Organized. It was mm-hmm. like, I just remember being in like sixth grade and saying, I want to be a model. I want to be a surgeon. I want to be a singer. I want to be a producer. Like I wanted to do all the things. Mm-hmm. And like one thing that I will say is like, I'm really good at a lot of things. I'm. I just wasn't like great at one thing. So mm-hmm. like, I was that kid that I did soccer, I did softball, I did cheerleading, and I played basketball. Like, I was on the girls' basketball team, and I cheered for the boys' basketball <laughs> yeah. team. And like, I just, like I said, I, it was. I was good. I was good at those things, but I didn't really see like a long, a real long term vision mm-hmm. for them, and I really didn't start planning. My life until like adulthood. I mean, maybe it's like mm-hmm. a first gen thing mm-hmm. too. Like you know, my parents were always like, "We didn't come to this country for you to be like a teacher." For example, that was my first job, and they were like, "That's cute." Wow. Yeah, they're like, "That's cute that you teach him right now." And that is but, the most
1: noble career. Like,
0: and ever. that's probably the thing, the career that I love the most, but it was not supported. By like my parents and like my family, like I was supposed to be a doctor or a lawyer, and mm-hmm. to make like a whole bunch of money and like just live this very like elite
1: life. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm a project chick. You know that already. So <laughs> now everybody else knows. So it, it wasn't that at all. But what my mother did. You know, instilling me, it was the power of focus. Mm-hmm. Like she would always say, to you can do a lot of things, but focus." Yeah. Um, and so I got that really, really early, and it stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And even you know, raising Queenie, um, I know a lot of folks are like, they should be well-rounded. Yes. Um, but at some point, like, I hope to pass that on to her. Like, yeah. there is power in being able to focus on something. Mm-hmm. It's great if you're good at a lot of things. Like, be a triple threat, mm-hmm. whatever. It is. Mm-hmm. Be the doctor, the lawyer, and mm-hmm. the teacher. Like, all of it. But, you know, focus on something and really figure out how you're being called to serve with your life. Mm-hmm. And then do that well and be paid well for it. Yeah. But give it away. Because it's not yeah. yours. So yeah. give it away as well. Um, but, Yeah.
0: So do you feel, I mean, I have my own opinion
1: mm-hmm.
0: about the the answer to this question, but do you feel that the things and the goals and, like, the things that you journaled when you were younger, do you feel like you are living that life now? Yeah.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. So, so like, in my yearbook, it says... <laughs> In my high school yearbook, I, I'm gonna s i am going to believe it's my senior yearbook, but it may have been the year before. No, it would have to have been my senior year. Um, it said that I would live in a certain city, drive an accurate legend, <laughs> and work for Lockheed Martin. Um, But by that time, I kind of knew. did you even know
0: what Lockheed Martin was? Well, because I was was
1: always into tech. Like, I was the only girl. You know, me and my best friend, Andre, were always in the same math classes and competing. But I was the only girl in, like, my calculus class. So I kind of knew that, like, I was going to go this route of computer science for college. Um, And so by my senior year, I knew where my interests were. I didn't know where my passion truly lied, but I knew where my interests were. Got it. Um so it was kind of easy to write that, I guess. The Acura legend came from the fact that my my best friend Maya's sister Tia had one. Um <laughs> you and, wanted that car. <laughs> yeah, I wanted that car. I loved her. We we really looked up to Tia. Um and so she had one. Either Tia had one or one of the guys she somebody had an Acura, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just this thing. Um, and so I wanted one. And then with Lockheed Martin, um, I did not have an internship with them going into college, but I had an internship with another company, which was eventually bought out by Raytheon. Ah, so you had
0: an internship in high school. Yeah. Before wow. I even went mm-hmm, mm-hmm. off
1: to school, I was a systems engineer. And, um, but I remember, you know, a lot of other, some other students um, interviewing with Lockheed Martin and it just seemed so prestigious, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, so a lot of it came from that. Um, but anyway, so I wrote that in my yearbook and um, by the time I graduated from college, the Acura legend was like dead and water. Like, <laughs> I've, I've never even that? heard of it. Stop it. I'm showing my age. Um, <laughs> I'm
0: about to look at it right now. Hold on.
1: <laughs> so they weren't making those anymore. Um, but I, I got another Acura. And Lockheed Martin lowballed me. So I went with their main competitor, Northrop Grumman. Funny story wow. with that, too, that I, we will share. I'll share it now. So with Northrop Grumman. See, we're already off. I'm already it's okay. off okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so Lockheed Martin lowballed me. Um, but my best friend Andre was, uh, he'd already accepted an offer at Northrop Grumman and he went back to them. Once I told him like, Hey, I'm coming back home. I went to school in North Carolina, been at college for women. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Hey, I'm coming back home. You know, I'm interviewing Lockheed tried to play me what you got. And so he went to the team at Northrop Grumman and basically said, yes, I accepted my offer. I will rescind it. If you don't extend an offer Listen, to my best friend, I swear to oh, you. Well, we show it up gives for me each chills. Other. Yeah, oh,
0: look yeah. at what we can accomplish mm-hmm. when we show up for each other.
1: Man. And um, so th- I, I still had to go through the process, and you know, I knew that I was a strong developer, but him doing that for me really. There are a few things that happened in my life that that kind of kicked off, you know, this this trajectory. But mm-hmm. you know, him doing that for me was really what. Really, like, like, set me on this path. Wow. Um, but yeah, so it was I in my yearbook. That. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. Yep. He did that for me. And we've continued to show up for each other mm-hmm. in different ways throughout our lives. So it's dope.
0: Awesome. Did that answer your question? I mean, who? I don't know. <laughs> You
1: asked if I'd already,
0: yes. Well, yes, I so the answer myself. is yes.
1: You, yeah, you saw
0: it and you, you went after it Yeah, in a way that, like, you see, when I hear that story, that makes me confused about my own trajectory only because every situation that I've been in has been completely by accident.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: every... Since, okay I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an abbreviated version of, of my thing so I went to Emory University in Atlanta amazing school didn't know anything about it actually found out about it because my dad um, we were trying to figure out where to go to college my um, guidance counselor at the time in my high school basically said that I couldn't get in anywhere
1: mm-hmm. I was a
0: very strong like student I had great grades I was top I think I was like the top five. In the class, but I didn't go to a great school. So top five at a not-so-great school could be anything in Mm -hmm. the state, you know? And I remember telling her that I wanted to go to Princeton. She's like, you'd never get into Princeton. So I actually didn't apply to any Ivy Leagues because of that. So my dad... Took, um, found a list of like top 50 What's her name top again? 20. What? I don't remember. Mm, like trash. it was so, we should find she, her she is trash. And talking to my friends from high school, I wasn't the only person that Wow. she did this. We're going to give her some grace. She didn't know better. I don't, I don't remember her name, but I know it wasn't, I know we had, we, she ended up getting fired and we got another, um, we got another guy in this house. I don't remember her name, but she was from Boston and she always say, pop the car. <laughs> Poptica and, you Pop and you. Like it was just such a strong Boston yeah. accent. But if y'all went to Mary's high school between like two thousand three and two thousand seven, let me know who that guidance counselor's name yes. was. I don't, I
1: don't remember. I prayed
0: years of bad weeks <laughs> on her. She was white. Oh fine. <laughs> um Of course, well, yeah. Exactly yeah. I mean, yeah, you're a white guidance counselor in all the, like inner city school, yeah. like in the in the early two thousands. Yeah, you did not know what you were talking about. Anyway, long story short, my dad found like the top 20 or the top 50 schools put all the names in the hat and we pulled them out. And I saw because I couldn't afford to apply Mm -hmm. to all of them. Mm -hmm. And Emory University was one of them. And I applied long story short, ended up getting in. Um, But even when I went to school, like, I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I initially wanted to do, like, business law. Like, something about business. Because the Goizetta Business School is one of, like, the best business schools mm-hmm. in the country. And I had to take, like, a business calc class. Took the class. I was an AP calculus. Like, I, I was good. Took the class. I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. <laughs> it was as if they were speaking a completely different language. And I feel like that was the moment when I looked around. I was like, I'm not as smart as I think I am. Mm. And like that was the first time that I doubted myself. So I'm like, okay. I ended up failing that class too. <laughs> Mostly because I just stopped going, not because I didn't. Yeah. Like I was just UK defeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was defeated. And um, from there, I think I ended up taking like an educational studies class. I have never, disclaimer, I have never, like, babysat kids. I have never been around children. But for this particular education class, I had to intern at a school, and I interned at a preschool. So there was, like, three- and four-year-olds, and I fell in love and like i'm definitely a very like performative person i did like theater in in school and i was able to do those things with those kids and i'm like oh my god i'm really good at this Mm -hmm. and i enjoy it i remember going back to my parents i'm like oh i think i want to be a teacher i want to i want to be with the babies and they were like sis. (laughs) we didn't come to this country for you to be a teacher how much do teachers get paid Mm -hmm. but it was like you know when you come from a country where it's like you know, people ain't like balling like that in Haiti, at least not the majority of the, co- the the population. And I think coming here, they looked at all of us, the first generation here, as a way to kind of support the family. Like the immigrant mentality is very much so you do everything so that you can go back and help your family. Mm-hmm. Like the expectation is to take care of your parents, to take care of the elders. It's a lot of responsibility on the first gen here. And um it wasn't a lot of us moving towards like higher education. So like the ones that did, a lot of pressure fell on us. So even though I loved education, I knew I couldn't like that wasn't that that wasn't gonna happen with the support of my family. If I was gonna Got do it. it, I was gonna do it on my yeah. own. And at that time I wasn't ready. So I'm like, okay, I guess I will still major because you can major. I, I knew I wanted to go to law school at that point, And I knew you could major in whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to just major in like, I think I majored in sociology, study of people, of course, because mm-hmm. I'm a people person and education. So I'm like, okay, I can, I can milk this in an essay, in a law school essay. So long story short, in my mind, I'm like, yes, I'm going to go to law school, but I want to do what I want, what I enjoy in college. And, I want to say around my sophomore junior year all of my friends were working at this recording studio. It was called Tree Sound, Tree Sound Recording Studios, and I needed an internship because I actually didn't know anything about internships before college. No one told me, no one that I knew had an internship. And I'm like, okay, I know it's going to look good on the law school application, so let me intern. And I fell in love with the music industry, like the business yeah. of the music industry. So I so then I was just like, okay, law, business, Entertainment, okay, it, it's, it's making some sense. And like I said, that part was by accident. Fast forward to a couple of years later, I ended up doing Teach for America, very prestigious like teaching yeah. program, and I was free during the summers, and my best friend, Simona, was a film publicist, and she was coming down to Miami. Sorry, I was in Miami by the time I was teaching. Um, Simona came down to Miami for the American Black Film Festival and got me a business internship. So I ended up doing that again by accident. It's not like yeah. I was seeking mm-hmm. these opportunities. Mm-hmm. I was just a teacher, assuming that I was gonna be at the beach every day in the summer. I had no plans. <laughs> you know, teachers typically still get 12 month paychecks. Mm-hmm. I was still getting paid. I was just chilling. Chilling. So I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Ended up making a whole bunch of a connect a whole bunch of connections. Amazing experience. And I'm like, okay, like, I can totally see myself being in the entertainment industry. By that time, I had already applied to law school. I knew I was going to law school. Wasn't sure if I wanted to do education law or entertainment law. Um, but I was definitely more leaning towards the education side. Mm -hmm. Ended up being a finalist for a legal internship for the Department of Education. Didn't get it. Uh, Didn't want it actually, either, (laughs) Um, but I was really like screwed because it's like almost the end of the first year and I don't have an internship lined up. I ended up applying to not even applying, cold emailing the um, senior law clerk at TV One, just found her email and I didn't realize like TV One was in like the Maryland, D.C. Mm -hmm. area, cold emailed her, lied and said, oh, I saw that you guys were looking for an intern um, and the link didn't provide an email to send my materials. I found you on LinkedIn, um, and if you aren't the person that I'm supposed to submit these materials to, please let me know who, um, or you can forward it to them, whatever. you know, A much more professional email. They weren't looking for no intern, but I mean, what's the worst you can say? And then she ended up replying back to me and said, actually, yes, we are, but we closed it because they had already had all of their applicants. Um, but um, they saw that I worked at American Black Film Festival and the general counsel had worked with the owner of the American Black Film Festival. And apparently she called him and it's like, hey, there's this girl named Noemi that said she, she used to intern for you. Let me tell you why the man remembered me. He remembered me because I actually had a situation with one of the celebrities there who was being I a little too touchy feely, mm-hmm. and I went up to him and said, "I feel uncomfortable. I don't want this to happen anymore. I'm leaving." So I was so scared when uh, I found out that the general counsel called because I didn't know what he was going to say. He mm-hmm. could have said like, "This girl, yeah, you know, said all these things," and um, when I was at the interview, her name is Jana. She's my mentor now. She was like. Yeah, Jeff said amazing things about you. He said you were an amazing member of the team, Mm. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look (laughs) at God. Like, this, I think I'm just too stubborn. I think God, like, like, lays it out for me perfectly, but I'm just stubborn. I just be like, nah, I'm not looking this way. And God be like, sis, it's right here. All of us. But, um... That just turned into another amazing yeah. opportunity, which which basically opened the door for me to have entertainment law um, connections and mentors. and it's wow. just opened up my networking, mm-hmm. you know, possibilities. And here I am as like the lead associate for our entertainment group amazing. at my job. it's just it does not make you know, any sense. And yeah. I feel like this is something that I've always wanted, but I never prepared for it because I didn't think I would actually get it. Mm. So now here I am in the position that I've always wanted with the family that I always wanted, with the financial stability that mm-hmm. I've always wanted. And I don't know what to do. I'll, I'll just be sitting here in a quiet room. <laughs> like Let me not, let me not make no sudden movements before I mess this up. <laughs>
1: So I'm on the other end of that. I do want one. Let me go back to my junior year in high school. Um, again, inspired by I didn't have I didn't know I had so many sisters. Right. Because Papa was yeah. a rolling stone. So I I relied on, you know, inspiration and advice from my friend's sisters. So another friend's sister was a marketing major at Towson or Frostburg, one of the two. And I thought it was so cool. And so I initially thought maybe that would be cool. Like maybe I, ma- I major in marketing mm-hmm. and minor in computer science or math. Mm-hmm. I was working at Baker's shoe store at the time in Iverson Mall. I was a baker's honey. It was a thing. Okay. I don't know what Baker's is. It's a shoe store. <laughs> it's like there was Baker's wild pair. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember telling our regional manager, Mr. Campbell, who was like this really scary guy. Um, He was like, you know, you're going to be going away to college soon. What are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm thinking of majoring in marketing and minoring in computer science or math. And he's like, no. He's like, I see you. I've watched you. Go for compute. That's what what that generation was calling it. Go for computers. Trust me. They are the wave of the future. And because I did not have at the time another man Mm -hmm. invested in me in any way Mm -hmm. um, to pour into me. I had other women. Um, but I was just like, okay, uh-huh. I'll do that. Uh, so <laughs> that's
0: how that happened. That's
1: how that happened. That man changed my life, too. Um, we
0: need to find him.
1: Where is he? I know. Oh, I, I've actually seen him and thanked <gasps> really? him. Yes. Oh, yes. How beautiful. Yes. And he kind of teared up. We uh-huh. actually um, ended up, I, I was leading some efforts at Central Union Mission, the men's shelter in DC, uh-huh. and he was there volunteering. <gasps> Did um, you know
0: he would be there?
1: I said, Mr. Campbell. And his team, he was there leading an effort with his, you know, mm-hmm. folks that work with him. And they were like, we call him JJ. And I was like, well, listen, <laughs> when I was young, we called him Mr. Campbell. We were afraid of him. But it was such an amazing moment. And I got to share with them how he really changed my life. I mean, I'm really grateful that he just, he spent five minutes with me, the scary man, to, to pour into me in that way. I have to say, though, that, you know, of all the things that I've written down, a few things. one, <laughs> the audacity of me. when I go to God with something that I want, I'm expecting him to do it. And so I'm preparing because yeah. I know he's going to do it because he he either does it or greater mm. um, And even when he doesn't do that specific thing, he always comes through with something yeah. better. He always yeah. blows my mind. And so I my posture is that whatever I ask him for, he's going to do that or greater. And so I'm preparing. And so if I'm asking, you know, to make more money for me and Queen, like, I'm preparing for that. Well, what uh-huh. does my giving need to look like? Uh-huh. Um, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And and what would that do? You know, I'm, I'm always checking my heart. Yeah. Am I going to remain humble? Like, what does all of that look like for me and my relationship with God and my family? So I'm, I'm preparing when I ask him because I'm expecting him to deliver. And I know that I have to do my part as well. Like God can do whatever, whether we're prepared or not. Right, right. But but I like doing my part. Mm-hmm. Pray, whatever that is, you know. And and the other part of that is I kinda said it already, but of the things that I write down, I always leave space and grit like for God to move in whichever mm-hmm. direction he decides. Mm-hmm. Like he's God. I can't really tell, right. him, you know. But right. I'm expecting. Like I go expecting. Him to deliver because I guess I'm just spoiled. like he just does, yeah, you know, either that or greater. And I love his greater, yeah. I mean, even with the things I've written down, he's completely blown my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, what I didn't manifest is like having a daughter, yeah, you know, I wasn't that girl, so I didn't dream of like being married or family, um, likely because I did not see those examples. Uh-huh. Um, I have one best friend who had this great family structure mm-hmm. um but the rest of us were the same so i didn't grow up yearning for that because we all had yeah. the same thing mm-hmm. um i remember you know like my friend travoya um she passed away after delivering my godson but she lived in a two-parent home in the projects and was kind of odd to us
0: yeah like
1: boy you got a daddy <sighs>
0: At your house, <laughs> what does he do, girl? <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> so it wasn't something that I grew up needing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when my mom got married, it, it still didn't um, prompt me to desire mm-hmm. that or grow up dreaming or wishing or you know idolizing that at all. So,
0: and look at you now, like mom,
1: mom, goes. okay, mom, oh, goes thank you, like that. Sure.
0: Thanks, boo.
1: You know, well, I think we're all any any woman who's doing. Her best and, yes. and owning the fact that that looks different every yes. day is goals. The ones to me that... Ugh, I'm not even... I'm going to stop.
0: Okay. Yeah. We're not <laughs> mom goals. Yeah, Mom goals. Yeah. No, that's, that's such an interesting perspective. I mean, it is all about perspective because I'm trying to put myself in your situation like, yes, I'm a super religious person. I was raised Catholic, you know, my whole life. And... um I never looked at it like I'm spoiled by God. I get everything that I need, which is true. I think I don't know if it's like a guilt thing, Mm -hmm. but like I just I focus on the fact that like I could be doing more and I'm not versus really sitting and appreciating how far far I've come. Because like where I am now isn't where I ever thought I would be in a good way. Like I'm way further ahead Mm -hmm. than I thought I would be at this point in my life and in my career but I was just focused on like okay well how can I help people under me like how can I how can I like monetize and really spend time um honing in on my like on my craft right now so that I can provide a pathway for somebody who wants to do what I'm doing Mm -hmm. versus sitting and saying sis you did that yes like you really I I just, I don't know. I just refuse to sit in that space for too long and I have to force myself to do it. But like being around you and being around, you know, especially my other mom friends, we kind of have to, to stay sane. Absolutely. Can you imagine if we judged ourselves on what we didn't do as mothers? Exactly. Versus praising the things that, that we, we did? do. It's
1: it's, a, it's being in a constant space of gratitude Yeah. for everything. I have to work on that. That's yeah.
0: something that I can honestly say that... I am not the best at, but I think doing that will just provide for just a happier day-to-day life. Because I live with anxiety. I'm always like, what What do I need to be doing? Mm-hmm. What didn't I do versus what did I do?
1: What and I, I'm, sti- I and I'm like, leave all that mess yes, on the floor.
0: It helps. It helps.
1: I'll it get to it tomorrow helps. or not.
0: Mm. <laughs> so I just feel like, <laughs> just even listening to this, it feels like, and I'm sure this is gonna be the title, but like the roller coaster is part of the plan. Yeah, Like it you're suppo- it's supposed to be mm-hmm. a roller coaster. It's not supposed to be this one linear, straight Exactly. Line. I just feel like yeah. my life is full of forks in a road. Like just when I and think they're fun, like fun. Sometimes I'm I, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a way. That's a way to like I said, it's all about perspective. For some people it could be fun, but I think For someone like me who was like such a diligent planner, I've recently Mm -hmm. let go. You know, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I've recently had to let go. You can't, that just doesn't work when you become a mother. Mm -hmm. Like if anything's going to throw you off of your shit. Yes, it's motherhood. motherhood. (laughs) It is motherhood. But I just feel like anytime, like I feel like I know what I'm doing. You know, I'm chilling for a second, and then it's a fork in the road. It's like, sis, you can go this way or that way. Both ways are amazing. And it's uh-huh. like, how do I choose between two, two amazing, choose? amazing paths? Yeah. But the roller coaster is part of the plan, and I think, you know, at almost 32, I'm finally letting go. It took this long for me to let go because mm-hmm. I think I just need that security and knowing that, like, Okay, like I have a career that I love. I have a family that I love. Like I'm doing things that feel right for the first time. So let me let me chill and chill. let me ride the wave. And as soon as I started riding the wave, it's just It's freedom. It is. And you're right. Everything that I manifest, everything that I wanted, I got or greater.
1: hmm Always. Every single Always. time. So why do I doubt it all the time? Human. I mean I Stupid think too greater. part of it is like you know, we just, yeah, we're just human. Yeah. You know, because I do. I mean, I'm not. I, I do it. I don't I believe do it. it. I do. I don't believe I it. just quickly remind <laughs> myself of the promises he's met in the past. And I, I just snap out of it. Yeah. I try to do that with everything, again, because it's for my own sanity. Like, I don't have, I cannot dwell in, mm-hmm. you know, there are other things that I want to do, like sleep peacefully. I like that I, I close my eyes and go right to sleep. Yeah. But I had to force myself to do that um, mm-hmm. because I would start thinking about everything, the grocery list, like over the years. Mm-hmm. Now, no, I don't care about any of that. It's time to go to sleep. I'm closing my eyes. Why? Because I don't have to worry about that. Why? Because God worries about mm-hmm. it for me. So mm-hmm. we don't both need to do it. You're right. You are a hundred percent right. Let's stop being comfortable
0: in misery and turmoil. Yeah,
1: and just let God be God. He's been doing it for a long
0: time. Let God be God, y'all. Let God be God. Not a mystery. Not our responsibility mm-hmm. to live. God did not intend for us to be miserable.
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> But Absolutely I not. feel
0: like this is a word for somebody. Yeah, this is a word for
1: me. Yeah, God
0: did not intend for me to live in misery.
1: No, in so why am I so comfortable in any walk of life mm-hmm. in any areas of our lives?
0: Amen. See, I didn't even intend for this to be like a whole, <laughs> a whole sermon. But no, this was totally this was totally necessary, selfishly for me.
1: Likewise, um,
0: but I'm telling you you're right. You are right. You are absolutely right. Yeah. So let's land this plane. Yeah. Um, like I know a couple, we've been really like uh, playing around with like intros and just like overall structure of the show, um, of the podcast rather. And like we said in the beginning, like this really is just a conversation between the two of us. Sometimes it's organized, sometimes it isn't. But one thing that I want to make sure that we do I think we've only done it once, but really talk about, like, our wins and our areas for improvement. Because, like, yes, this is a conversation, but it's really a conversation. It's a self-help kind Mm -hmm. of thing. It's Mm -hmm. it's, it's the whole concept of friend touring, like we said. Like, the friend, the mentor, the support system. Um, So, I will definitely, I'll start Mm -hmm. by saying, like, one of the things that I'm really proud of is even opening myself up and creating the time to do this. Mm. Like I, I am the queen of knowing we got a lot of shit to do. I'm always doing the most all the time, every day. I, yes. I feel like it. Stop rolling your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like if I'm not busy and stressed out that I'm not doing something important. And I, it, that, that is honestly how I and feel. And
1: I feel like if I'm busy and stressed out, something is on my plate that God didn't put there.
0: What a person. Y'all did y'all hear that? Say that one
1: more time and write that down. So grab your <laughs> pen Seriously, and that is and I take a moment to pause. If I'm busy or stressed in any way, I feel like something's on my plate that God didn't put there. Mm. And then I have to reassess yes. and get it off of me. Okay. Immediate I swear, like I can't function. Mm-hmm. This is for me. I can if my peace is disturbed in any way, I cannot function. I have to figure out what it is, who it is, they have to go. Yeah. Whatever that thing is, like I can't do it.
0: All right. I'm 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 putting that into practice today. Today right yes. now. Yeah, I just wow, what what a difference in pers I know I say that all, all the time, but it really is perspective. It's our minds that really screw us up. It's not yeah. what's happening. It's yes. it's our minds and the yeah. way that we interpret what's going on in our mm-hmm. lives. And it wasn't until I was actually on a talk. Um, I had my first speaking engagement of the year AM. this week um, with a wonderful woman named Tiffany Johnson. It was for um, CUNY's Women's College. Um, I think it, it's the Women's College. Um, but she said that she had recently been to the hospital for exhaustion, that she was doing so much that her body shut down.
1: Wow.
0: And um, I've been... At a level where like I felt like I was going to pass out from like just working too much and I didn't realize that it was affecting my health. I I just thought that I was just overwhelmed and I just need to like sit down. But I'm like, okay, if I continue on the track that I'm going on, that's going to be me. And I don't want that to be. Yeah. No, like, yeah. I don't want to feel that way. And I didn't know how to break myself out of that. But what you just said, like, if I'm feeling so overwhelmed, it's because there's something on my plate that God didn't put there. Yeah. It's not supposed to be. And I never thought about it that way.
1: Well, I'm glad we should. Yeah.
0: I'm always learning little nuggets from you.
1: Likewise.
0: I was about to say, like, we need to, I hope y'all have, y'all need, y'all need a pin in the hat for every <laughs> single one of our talks because you never know. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Um,
1: so what am I going to commit to? Yeah. Uh, well, so let me share my win this week. Queenie is eating her broccoli. Amen. Okay. Amen. And for mamas of toddlers, you can feel me. Like it is, it can it, it can be difficult to get these. Ba- not Emery. Emery eats everything. Emery she's does such a eat great everything. eater. Yeah. But my daughter has allergies, and so the menu is limited anyway. And then she's three, so she's particular whatever but this week she's been eating all of her broccoli and that is a win but what is even more of a win is that I don't care what she eats yep I'm like you know what you're healthy and you're growing I'm glad you're eating this broccoli next week you might not mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that Yep, um, I have like because cause motherhood, motherhood, motherhood will have you going crazy, yeah. mm-hmm. disturbing all types of peace. Yep. Welcome, you know, we want them here, but listen, um, so I'm really, I was really excited about that for her, but, and for me, like I said, like, you know, I'm not going to worry about this anymore. I said that months ago, like with Queenie's eating habits, um, but I was still worrying a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yesterday, after I realized like she had gone a few days eating her vegetables, I was like, "This is great." Mm-hmm. And next week she might not, and yep. I'm okay with that. Like I was genuinely okay with it. I'm proud of you because you were stressed. I was. You were really stressed about. I her was. Eating. I really was because you know it impacts everything, of course. But ultimately, as long as they're eating something, the kids are all right. They
0: really are. They are, they all are right. fine. Yeah. It's the mamas that need the help. Okay. <laughs> so um, as far as eating, I have a shameless plug. Oh. So one of the things that Shar introduced me to is this company called Nurture Life, mm. which is an amazing company that provides like meals for, for babies too, but I'm on the toddler plan. And all of their meals come with like a protein, a vegetable, and a starch. Super healthy and Delicious, yeah. there was I good. definitely eat. I told everybody that the teriyaki salmon <laughs> is bomb. Because and it's a lot of food, so even like like the chicken eat meatballs,
1: yes, and the, the chicken, chicken fried rice. Yes.
0: Um, I like the the baked ziti.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's well, so. Good. We have to skip that one because Queenie's Cause allergic of the cheese. To the cheese. Mm-hmm, yeah. But.
0: Mm-hmm. but I actually have um a partnership with them. It's an ongoing partnership, so I'll leave the link wherever you can find it. <laughs> but it'll also be on the Happy Mother's Day um Instagram link tree. So I'll put that up there. If you are a mama that's sick and tired of making sure that your kids are eating what they're supposed to eat grab a couple of those meal um meal plans try it out let us know how you feel about it but it's been my saving grace i remember when they reached out to me i was like uh my friend shinika (laughs) told me about it already and she eats it every day for lunch but i'm i'm cool to have some more for dinner um so that that's that's really been amazing but i just needed to put in that shameless uh, (laughs) that plug because i got the link and i can get you some some money off if you want to try it out um but, yeah, you know, we're going to go off on our tangents. Yeah, all the time. Um, do you want to talk about an area that you want to improve on? Because I already, yeah. after this conversation, this. This so is what I'm going to improve on. I've
1: said this before, but whenever one of my girlfriends, like, whenever I share that, like, I also struggle with something, mm-hmm. and you all are like, I don't believe it, that triggers me. Because I think then that means that I'm not sharing enough of myself mm. um, authentically. Um and so, once again, I'm going to commit to doing that. Um, I think I do a fairly good job. Some of it is time. Mm-hmm. But whenever someone is like, no, you don't. And I'm like, girl, I'm just like you. Yes, I do. I don't I'm like, okay, let me, me I'm going to share more. Yeah, so. yeah. That's an ongoing thing.
0: I remember you said that when we first started mm-hmm. Happy mode. That was the whole point. Yes. <laughs> <This>. yes. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point was to um was to share. And I think like as as we continue, those mm-hmm. things are gonna are gonna come out. Yeah. But I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, girl. We doing it, damn thing. <laughs> oh, we doing it. Um but yeah, guys. Thanks for coming to our venting session. Thanks for Um, joining us. I'm not going to say I hope that you took something away from this because I know that you did. Instead, what I'm going to say is let us know what you took from it. Follow us on Happy Mother's Day. Follow us on our individual um, IG channels. Everything could be found on our Instagram page. Um, But we love you. Thank you for taking this time to just kiki with us. We definitely have our mimosas in the background. But I didn't want it to be too loud, me gulping down. <laughs> but we're going to sip this mimosa for a little bit afterwards. But, yeah, guys, we love you. Happy Mother's Happy Day. Happy Mother's Day. See you next time. Well, not see you
1: because well, we know. can't see you. all know what I me? mean. One day. Wait. Manifesting? Are we manifesting? Manifesting.
0: we about to do a live. So I'm going to have to write this down. Yep. We're going to do a live podcast somewhere. Yep. Yeah somewhere and outside and it's going to be popping and, and we'll we will have, have masks roses. on and when yeah. we take them off
1: our lipstick will be smeared, yes. but it's fine
0: all right lip bar you want to sponsor this <laughs> yeah, I'm just manifesting
1: i'm hey. gonna write that down all right
0: <laughs> <laughs> but until next time y'all happy mother's, happy mother's day, mother's day.